Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome heathens, welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night, frighteningly imagined creatures, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries. But I promise, all sorts of weirdness. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's dark enigma and on today's dark enigma well we have another listener suggestion and also i want to remind you guys that if you have any stories about ghostly encounters or any other paranormal tales send them in i promise i might even use them on the show okay with all of that said we will still be playing our drinking game and as you know the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight the choice of libation, as always, my darlings, is yours. So choose your poison accordingly. All right, now for the game part. How about every time I say hologram or holographic? That will be a single shot. And every time I say technology, that will be a double shot. All right, now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump in headfirst into today's dark enigma. So, put on your best thinking cap, and quite possibly that tinfoil one too, because you know how crazy I am, as we dive into today's offering of strange tales of holograms and the world of the truly bizarre. All right, we're going to have fun with this one. You know I like my holograms. Anyways, all right. The field of the unexplained and the paranormal is very much often focused on finding explanations to gain insight into and make sense of the things that seem to defy or elude conventional understanding. UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, there are as many attempts to explain them as there are people who gaze at them in wonder, some more plausible, others quite unique and some which seem to seek to force things to make sense. 
For instance, are UFOs aliens, interdimensional beings, time travelers, a trick of light, a weird cloud, tall tales, Venus reflecting off of the moon, reflected off of whatever, a flock of birds, you know what I mean, right? What about ghosts, Bigfoot, Nessie, or any of the other menageries of weird entities and beasts that populate the realm of the unexplained? You may very well get a different answer for every person that you ask. But what if at least some instances of this phenomena are not anything real or tangible at all? What if they're merely holograms? Hmm. This is something that I had never really given a lot of thought to before, yet the theory is floating about out there. And to be honest, it's a pretty damn interesting one. That some cases of unexplained phenomena just might be holographic projections of some sort. So the question becomes, is there anything to this theory? Well, you know, we're going to take a look. So we're going to start at the beginning. There was a very interesting article published in the March 2003 issue of Fate magazine. It was entitled Holograms and High Strangeness. One of the highlights concerns a report from the country of Argentina, where in August of 2002, there was a flap of UFO sightings and subsequent cattle mutilations, which caught the attention of many a UFO researcher in that region. Among all of this high strangeness was the account of a young woman by the name of Gabriela Lincenias, who was 15, who says that one day in January of 2002, she was riding her bicycle back to the town of Paso Lovera after spending a day out with a friend, Griselda Oliveira, who was 19, when they came across something that was beyond the realm of their experience. As the two girls pedaled through the quiet countryside, they purportedly came across a massive, ape-like figure standing well over 15 feet in height in the middle of the path and wearing what was described as a ski outfit with long arms that were outstretched in front of it and spiky hair that seemed to be standing on end. The face could not be clearly made out and seemed to be almost obfuscated or blurry. The girls stood there, gawking at this towering giant. A car is said to have come driving along only to stop at the sight of this thing. The driver reportedly got out, looked at the looming figure in fear and awe, and then sped away right through its legs. Not under them, but through them, as if the creature was just an illusion or a mirage. The girls then snapped out of their baffled days and pedaled towards it, after which the figure allegedly began to hover about 15 feet over the ground before vanishing in a puff of black smoke. It would be later ascertained that two t caretakers of a nearby ranch had seen this enormous entity as well. Researchers Francisco Villagrin, Eduardo Lopez, Omar Vallejos, and UFO investigator Pablo Amistad apparently interviewed the girls and came to the conclusion that they may have seen some sort of holographic image. What possible connection this surreal incident had with the numerous UFO reports at the time, if any, still remains unknown. 
A few years earlier, in 2000, people in the Ciudad Atlantida neighborhood of the city of Punta Alta began reporting sightings of a strange semi-solid apparition upon the sand dunes leading to the Ayoro Pareja Municipal Beach, which lies near the Puerto Belgrano Naval Base. The entities were always seen in the early morning hours, often by large groups of people, and were described as being glowing and somewhat tenuous and immaterial in form, as if they were partial mirages, with red eyes and faces that seemed to be nebulous and partially transparent like they were made of thin glass. Witnesses said that the strange creatures always came from beyond the dunes, from the direction of the naval base lying out there, and that they showed great interest in some water tanks that were situated in the area. Other details were that when they appeared, the air seemed to become calm, still, and somewhat warmer, as if the beings were emanating heat, that the area would become noticeably dimmer, and that stray cats and dogs would gather about to stare at the creature's like they were in a trance. Some witnesses explained that the air would adopt a sort of charged quality, like the air before a violent electrical storm, or that the hair would stand up on end as if being affected by static electricity. Obstacles seemed to be nothing to the strange creatures, as they would merely sort of melt around anything that got in their way, like they were ghosts. Some researchers who looked into the matter speculated that the sightings could have been some sort of holographic experiment being conducted by the nearby naval base. The Fate article furthers the mystery of potential holograms by rewinding to April of 1982 in Cuba, when a procession of locals suddenly witnessed a flash of light in the sky that formed into what looked like a religious figure, the Cuban version of the Blessed Virgin called La Caridad del Cobra, hovering over them. The figure was described as wearing a brightly glowing mantle and had arms outstretched toward the witnesses. The whole thing was rather impressive, and hundreds of witnesses allegedly saw it. A few days later, another such apparition would be seen at the port of Mariel, fixed up in the air, where panicked and frightened soldiers reportedly actually fired upon it. According to the reports, the soldiers, and I quote, opened automatic fire against the unknown quantity in a show of force. Bullets, according to eyewitnesses, splashed harmlessly in the water around the phenomena. At times, the machine gun blasts could be seen to pass right through the phenomena, end quote. It is said that after these incidents, Cuban authorities tried to brush it all under the carpet, but researcher and author Andreas Faber-Kaiser would later speculate that it had all been the result of U.S. naval craft off the coast using some sort of advanced technology to project holograms in order to confuse and terrorize the local populace as part of a psychological warfare campaign. The motives for doing so here would not be so surprising, considering that the U.S. had been waging war, or waging an intense psychological warfare campaign against the reclusive island nation for decades, and to this day probably still does, though nobody will actually admit to it. Adding to the whole hologram conspiracy in Cuba was an incident in the city of Trinidad, not far from Havana, in which images of the divine Caridad del Cobra also supposedly appeared, followed by smoke creeping up from the floors of nearby houses and strange unidentified smells pervading the air. 
At around this time, word of the entity spread to Havana, where crowds of people gathered in the streets to the point that they had to be dispersed by police. Hmm, interesting. One Mongolian diplomat would later insist that U.S. intelligence had at the time been looking to implant the idea within the Cuban populace that Fidel Castro was the Antichrist and that they had been working on technology to project a full image of Jesus Christ into the Cuban skies with the aim of terrifying the locals into inciting a rebellion. But how plausible is any of this? Like, why would anyone really want to do all that? I mean, that seems like an awful lot of work with very little gain. With the religious images in particular, the idea of a device to produce incredibly realistic images of real religious figures is not something that's exactly new. The Pentagon has supposedly long considered using a holographic face of Allah weapon for the purpose of projecting a realistic deity in order to incite fear, awe, and confusion on the battlefield for psychological warfare purposes. Playing on an enemy's superstitions and religious beliefs would be nothing new to the military, any military, honestly. For instance, during the Vietnam War, there was Operation Wandering Soul, which involved blasting ghostly voices through the jungle to convince the Viet Cong that their fallen comrades and people had come back from the dead as spirits doomed to eternally wander the world of the living. Although its ultimate effectiveness remains unknown, it shows the theory and rationale behind such programs, and it's nothing new. The potential tactical benefits of holograms are certainly promising and understandable. Imagine if it was possible to beam the image of some religious figure or fully believable ghosts, goblins, and other assorted creatures, for that matter, at an enemy. And the confusion, panic, and fear that this would cause, especially in superstitious people. The same could be said for UFOs, Bigfoot, or any other entity one wanted to project into the world for the purpose of beguiling and frightening those who might see them. Do you want to keep people away from some property? Well, conjure up some holograms of ghosts or other fantastical creatures. Do you want to slowly condition the public to accept the idea of visitors from another world? Well, beam up some images of UFOs. Do you want to terrify and harass the enemy? Simply create some lifelike assimilations of whatever it is that scares the hell out of them or holds them in shock and awe. It's pretty easy to do when you think about it. In the Gulf War, the United States was very interested in using such holograms to cast an angry god onto the battlefield, which would theoretically be used to convince the startled and terrified Iraqis to surrender. But the logistics of such an endeavor were difficult at the time, and the means and technology to do so just didn't exist. Such military holograms would not even have to necessarily be incredibly fantastical or awe-inspiring to be effective. For instance, they could be used to mask true troop numbers, produce holographic smoke, create illusionary walls, or displays behind which soldiers could hide, or various holographic obstacles. The reasons for the idea behind creating holograms to generate such images seems clear. To manipulate, confuse, and terrify the enemy, or create decoys, or hide troops, but is it even within the realm of possibility to do so? As a matter of fact, several countries have been working on the technology for quite some time. 
In Japan, for instance, there was a demonstration of such strange technology in 2006, in which Japan's National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology, or AAST, used lasers to project real three-dimensional images in midair. The device used lasers that were fired in rapid successive bursts to create various shapes over it, during which time the heat emitted from the equipment caused the air to expand and crackle with an effect like a series of tiny explosions, as well as creating an ozone-like smell. Interestingly, strange smells have been reported during some other supposed hologram sightings, such as the visions seen in Cuba. Indeed, could the heat charged electrified air of the Argentine dune humanoids not have been the effects of such a device? Possible. In 2012, the country of China apparently unleashed a holographic image on a massive scale for the populace of the town of Guangzhou. Yeah, I know, I butchered it. Just know that I tried. I'm sorry. It was here that an entire holographic city was allegedly beamed into the air along with a UFO for good measure, which many people supposedly filmed. The Chinese government had apparently been very explicit with its aims to test out a hologram and had announced its plans beforehand, so there was not too much panic involved. But if it's true, the effect was purportedly quite realistic indeed. And quite funny because guess what? We've actually seen those pictures on Paranormal Caught on Tape. Anyways, an odd detail is that during the display, there was apparently heard a very distinctive crackling sound booming through the air and that ozone smell, which is very reminiscent of the Japanese experiment. In, the er in as early as 1978, the United States was tinkering with the use of holographic projections for use in war with its program known as Project Blue Beam. Also in 1991, the JFK Center and School for Special Warfare was allegedly working on a PSYOPs holographic system that could be used to beam out a wide range of different images, such as weather patterns, buildings, religious figures, and others, for use as decoys or as instruments of inciting terror. In a 1994 article of Defense Week, there was also talk of the Pentagon engaging in experiments with so-called future war tactics, such as computer warfare and holograms for military purposes. The article mentioned that the military had been considering holograms for inclusion as a non-lethal form of combat, and that there were various black projects pursuing this. In 1999, there was also a Washington Post report on the U.S. Air Force's research program to develop a holographic projector as an instrument of psychological warfare, also called strategic perception management, which would be used to project informational power from space for special operations deception missions. Yeah, that sentence does not make a lot of sense, so it's got to be good, right? There has been some conspiracy speculation that this is precisely the reason why the U.S. has so many satellites in space. For the purpose of creating a sort of 3D projection system by beaming images off of each other to create realistic 360-degree illusions, essentially an enormous 3D theater, with some even suggesting the possibility for technology enabling the, rec the recreation of physical sensations to flesh out the details, such as sound, light, heat, and even smell. One 1999 Air Force manual purportedly writes of the device thus, and I quote, 
The holograph projector plays a three-dimensional visual image in a desired location removed from a display generator. The projector can be used for psychological operations and strategic perception management. It is also useful for optical deception and cloaking, providing a momentary distraction when engaging an unsophisticated adversary. And it has capabilities for precision projection of three-dimensional visual images into a selected area supports PSYOP and strategic deception management and provides deception and cloaking against optical centers, end quote. So what about UFOs? Are some of them holographic in nature? Although the idea may seem preposterous to some hardcore ufologists, the idea has been bandied about for years. The exact aims of doing so remains ambiguous, but some researchers have chimed in on the matter. A Dr. Frank Salisbury, who wrote a paper on the phenomena titled, Are UFOs from Outer Space?, had this to say on the subject, and I quote, Maybe the UFOs are not tangible objects. They are three-dimensional projected holographs. This has been suggested often in recent years. I know of one case in the Yunta Basin where an Indian shot at a UFO with his deer rifle and heard the bullet ricochet off. But I thought, what if those who project the holograph up there are so clever that they are prepared for people to shoot at them and have a recording of ricochet to, pay, to play at that exact moment? End quote. Now that's pretty damn sophisticated. I'm just saying, you know what? If they're that advanced, they're looking down on us like we're a bunch of monkeys. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. We're monkeys. Fine. But would they really think, okay, these stupid monkeys are going to shoot at us? Okay, wait a minute. I live in the South. We shoot at everything. Never mind. Erase all of that. We probably would shoot at them. Okay, back to the story. (laughs) There are various other unexplained phenomena out there that could possibly have their origins in holograms, such as ghosts, cryptid, you name it. As far out as the hologram theory may seem, it would actually explain a lot of the inconvenient details, which since a lack of any physical evidence left behind in some reports or the presence of creatures such as Bigfoot in locales where they should in no way be found. For example, did you know that there are numerous reports of hairy hominids from the UK and even as far as Hawaii? What about sightings where the beast seems to vanish or leaves no tracks or physical evidence behind? There are also the accounts of massive lake monsters seen in bodies of water that could not possibly support such organisms if they were flesh and blood creatures. Is the idea that some of these accounts may have their origin in holographic projections any more absurd, implausible, strange, or far-fetched than proposing that these large, hairy, bipedal apes have managed to wind up in these places and that lake monsters dwell in these locations? Or that there are nature spirits, ghosts, thought projections, or interdimensional beings of some sort? I guess I'm going to say if you're biting one bullet, you're going to have to bite the other one too. And open your mind that some of these things might have other explanations for them. And that's what this show is all about, is opening your mind to the possibilities of explanations. Not settling for one, listening to all sides, and then making up your own mind of what you want to believe. In the case of ghosts, their fleeting, ethereal, and nebulous forms lend themselves perfectly to the images one might expect an advanced hologram can produce. 
The problem with this theory is that the holographic technology that we know of at present is not able to achieve totally realistic images that could truly fool a person. It's not able to display motion, but rather only static images, and the images are not able to be projected particularly long distances or through obstacles, at least not yet or at least not that we know of yet, right? But what if the technology had been perfected in secret and these details had been ironed out? What if holographic capabilities have been brought to a level beyond what we know of? Considering how much such research seems to have been pursued, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibilities, really. Taking the idea into further bizarre territory is the idea that these holograms might not always be projected by us at all, but rather by the very entities that they depict, using their advanced technology to make these mirages for purposes we may never fully understand. It's a fairly far out notion that adds just another bizarre little lair for you, but it's a rather interesting one and just yet another odd idea to add to the pile. Now. I'm in no way proposing that all sightings of cryptids, UFOs, ghosts, and other strange phenomena are all holograms. I firmly believe that these are phenomena that are devoid of any simple explanation that can cover the whole range of accounts, and that there are most likely a variety of causes spanning the mundane to the truly bizarre. There are also many, many reports that would not fit into what a hologram would produce, no matter how advanced. I get it. I'm not even sure if such holograms even exist or not. What I am doing is just offering up another possible explanation among many that are out there and giving you something to think about. I'm asking questions to ponder and speculate upon. Are some cases of these phenomena caused by holograms? Has this technology been developed and used in the field? Is this a possibility worth considering in some select cases? Or is it to be dismissed as anything worth pursuing? This might all just be me just grasping at straws, merely smoke and mirrors like the very holograms that this notion proposes, but it seems to nevertheless be something worth speculating and thinking about. Yet another possible explanation in the sea of explanations that we have been trying to wade through in search of the truth. And with that, my darlings, we have come to the end of today's episode. I thank you for joining me here today on Renegade Talk Radio, and I hope that you'll take some time to reach out to me and tell me what you think about today's episode and topic. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you want to tell me what you think, you've experienced something that you'd like to share, hell, you want to be on the show, reach out to me, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you guessed it, my darlings. Don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit.